الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين من الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين اياك نعبد واياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين انعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين امين صدق الله العظيم most respected ulama kiram brothers and elders the surah that was recited surah al-fatiha let alone every adult even most children who have barely just even started their maktab years all are familiar with the surah this is the surah that we hear more than any other surah that we recite more than any other surah because it's obvious that this is something that we have to recite in our salah in every rakat of every salah we have to be reciting this so it is recited repeatedly and in the hadith sharif nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the quran sharif in fact allah ta'ala says to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa laqad atainaka sab'an min al-mathani wal quran al-azim that we have granted you sab'an min al-mathani the seven often repeated verses so these are the verses that are repeated every day every salah every rakat and the surah al fatiha allah tara describes it in the quran sharif as itself being quran al azim it's a very great portion of the quran sharif so obviously this is something that has a very deep message in it and that is the crucial aspect that we sometimes don't pay any attention to we alhamdulillah recite the surah in every rakat either we are reciting it personally or if you are behind the imam the imam is reciting it that recitation is on our behalf as well but the message of surah al-fatiha is something that we need to keep reminding ourselves of together with the recitation remind ourselves of the message also so the message there is a very very deep and very detailed message but just to go through some of the aspects which we need to keep reminding ourselves of allah taala right at the beginning says alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin allah taala how to ask of him to surah al fatiha is a dua this is the manner in which a person is to beg from allah taala the dua the actual asking is little further but this is the introduction to the asking that we start off with the praise of allah taala but in this again we are being reminded this is the first word of the quran sharif whole quran sharif which was revealed for the hidayat of mankind this entire quran sharif which is the word of allah taala and it starts off with alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin it starts off with the word of hamd the praise of allah taala 
that how much we are in need of inculcating this reality in our heart, that only Allah Ta'ala is worthy of every praise. Alhamdu, this is what it means. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen is that any and every praise is due to Allah Ta'ala alone, not to anybody else. Now, Many of the problems that we sometimes find ourselves in, on a social level, on a domestic level, on many, many levels, many problems are because we felt we are also deserving of some recognition, we felt we are deserving of some acknowledgement, deserving of some praise maybe, and somebody didn't give us the respect that is due to us, somebody didn't treat us the way that we are deserving to be treated, somebody did not give us the respect that we felt we were owed. So as a result, we react. And that reaction, then they say every action has a reaction, the reaction has a double action. And then this double action, then Allah forbid, how many reactions will happen to that? The way it will finish off, and the way it finishes off often. That from a small little insignificant matter, suddenly the discussion is already on talaq. From some small trivial issue, and suddenly there's a whole World War Three has broken out. But very often the root matter is not always the case, obviously. But very often the root issue is that one party or both parties felt that I was not given the respect that I deserve. I was not treated the way that I am deserving to be treated. Whereas this is already annihilating that within us. That every person is to feel within himself, I am nobody, I am nothing, I don't deserve anything. I am that same creation that was created from that dirty drop of fluid. One great personality was once, he came to make tawaf. This is in the time of the Umayyad king, one of the Umayyad kings. In that time, this one great buzrug of the time, he came to make tawaf. So now when he came to make tawaf, there was suddenly a huge commotion, people all coming to now greet him and somebody wants to now join him, etc. So that Khalifa of the time was also making tawaf. So he saw this and he said, who, who came in? What's going on? So somebody informed him, so and so came. So he knew the person, but now he felt a bit insulted. I am around, nobody gave me the attention and suddenly all the attention is gone somewhere else. So he pretended not to know him. He said, who is that? I have no idea who he is. So, any case when that person made tawaf and came around, so he met him, he asked, the Khalifa asked, you know. So he said, yes, I know who you are. The Buzuk said to him, I know who you are. So he said, who am I? He tried to know wants to establish himself that I am the Khalifa of the time and what is this now that you walked in and people are giving you the attention. So now he said, do you know who I am? He said, yeah, I know who you are. He says, who are you? So he replied to him and said that your in- initial aspect in you is awwaluka nutfatun madira that your Inception is a drop of dirty fluid. 
and wa akharuka jifatun qadira your last portion of your end result is a corpse that is going to be rotten a drop of fluid and this corpse that is going to be rotting one day in this interim you are all the time carrying filth within you that's what you are now he was on that caliber of that position that status that he could speak like this in that manner Allah had blessed him with that strength of iman also that this could have been a life threatening situation for him to speak in this manner in front of the Khalifa of the time but it was that fervor of iman that he saw the pride in this person at that moment and he felt that this lesson had to be imparted but that lesson is for us to all the time keep reflecting what's our inception what's going to be our end result and at any given moment it is just the sattari of Allah Ta'ala. In terms of our inner selves, in terms of our hearts, and even every human, it is the covering that Allah Ta'ala has provided in terms of that skin that covers him. Take the skin off, and everybody will flee miles away. Because all the filth, and all the pus, and the blood, and whatever else will all be just exposed. Whatever other impurities a person is carrying with him all the time, all that will be now exposed to everybody. But Allah Ta'ala out of His grace, out of His infinite mercy, Allah Ta'ala has kept the izzat of His servants. Allah Ta'ala has given them an appearance that does not become a means of any embarrassment for them or any problem for themselves or anybody else. That everything Allah Ta'ala covered it up. And likewise Allah Ta'ala covered our inner selves up. That if a person for a moment has to think about what is his reality in terms of his spiritual self, if we have to think within ourselves how many things Allah Ta'ala has covered up for us. If all our issues had to be exposed, we wouldn't be able to show our face anywhere. Allah Ta'ala out of His grace has made His sattari. One of the attributes of Allah Ta'ala is sattar. Allah Ta'ala covers up the faults of His servants. So in any case, this is that lesson that is being given to us in this one one word on this one little statement Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen that every praise, every acknowledgement is due to Allah Ta'ala alone not to anybody else only to Allah Ta'ala and if anything or anybody else is being praised in some way also that too is only because Allah Ta'ala has made that the way it is so the praise is in reality for Allah Ta'ala alone. But within ourselves, every person has to think within himself that, what am I? I am nobody, I am nothing. And totally humble ourselves. And to the extent that a person humbles himself, in reality, only for Allah Ta'ala, not for the sake of any worldly purpose, for any ego. Sometimes humility is adopted externally for the sake of some kind of recognition. So it counterproductive. It just totally cancels all the benefit of that humility. So nevertheless Allah Ta'ala says, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, all praise is due to Allah Ta'ala alone. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, who is the most beneficent, the most merciful. And then Allah Ta'ala says, Maliki Yawmiddin. Now this again, every day we're reciting, every, every rakat, and we're reminding ourselves, Maliki Yawmiddin. Allah Ta'ala is the master of the day of judgment. Judgment, day of Tiamat. 
the day when every person will be taken to account. In dunya, many, many things happen. Somebody says something and he just walks away like nothing happened. He does something and he walks away. Nobody could deny it. Does it happen? And I can do what I want. Because nobody has got the guts to dare do anything in return. Because One day all this will finish off. We all will be resurrected on the day of Qiyamah. And on the day of Qiyamah, the master of the day of judgment is Allah Ta'ala alone. Then on that day, nobody has, will have any other, nobody will have any power, any, Allah Ta'ala himself will call out, Limanil Mulkul Yawm. Who does sovereignty belong to today? Somebody thought I was a king in dunya. He was proud about himself being a king. Somebody thought I am this, I am that. And I have achieved this and I have achieved that. And I have this influence and that power. And I can do this and I can do that. Today who can do what? Today who has any strength to do anything? Today who has any influence to influence anybody? Who has any contact today? Nobody has nothing except the one who is connected to Allah Ta'ala. Then he has every contact. He has the contact of Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise, everything else will be of no avail to anybody. In fact, in the ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala describes the scene of Qiyamah, the day of judgment. يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ The people who are closest to one, his immediate family. Allah Ta'ala is saying every person will flee from the next. Person will flee from his mother, from his father, from his child, from his siblings. Now who is closer? This is the immediate circle. His parents, his children, his siblings. Everybody else comes afterwards. They are next in line. And on the day of Qiyamah, if this immediate circle won't be around anybody, then where anybody else is going to be around? So every person is going to have to answer for his own self. So on that day, Allah Ta'ala is reminding us about that day, when He's reminding us, reminding us in every rakat of every salah. Allah Ta'ala made this necessary for us to recite. Why? So that we keep reminding ourselves. Look, the day of Qiyamah is coming. I can try and get away with things in dunya, but for how long? How far? Can't run forever. I have to face the day of judgment. Maliki Yawmiddin. Now a person starting off the morning, first thing in the morning is going to wake up. If he didn't wake up earlier, he's going to wake up for Fajr. Because there's no way that a mu'min is going to wake up later than Fajr. He's going to wake up for Fajr. And then he's going to come to the masjid to the house of Allah Ta'ala. That is his shukr for the start of the day. Allah Ta'ala gave me life still. When a person goes to sleep, he says, Allahumma bi ismika amutu wa ahya. Allah, in your name do I die. Because I'm going to sleep now. The sleep is like death. It's a sister of death. Like a small kind of death. But now the next morning Allah Ta'ala gave life again. Otherwise many persons slept. He didn't wake up in this dunya. He had to be put into his khabar. He woke up in the grave. Allah Ta'ala gave me life again. That's the shukr now. That I'm going to start off this day by fulfilling the command of Allah Ta'ala. And answering the call of Allah Ta'ala. And moving to the masjid and performing my salah. So, this is that shukr of the day now. So now a mu'min, a mu'min is going to wake up 
he's going to perform his Fajr Salah. So immediately, first thing he's going to make his Sunnah of Fajr, he's going to recite Surah Al-Fatiha. So from that morning, early part of the morning, he's going to say Maliki Yawmiddin. And second rakat, he's going to say Maliki Yawmiddin. Then he's going to be behind the Imam, he's going to listen two rakats, Maliki Yawmiddin. Reminding himself, the rest of the day I'm going to now conduct myself in a way that is coming. Today, I'm going to remember the day of judgment. How I do, I'm going to, how I interact with people, because I'm going to have to answer for all this. And in the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that on the day of Qiyamah, a person will be given his book of deeds. And now when he will look at it, in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala describes it, that a person who didn't fare well, he had all kinds of wrong deeds in there. And he didn't make tawbah, he didn't repent, didn't clean himself out. Now he did things which are not supposed to be done. He said things that were not supposed to be said. He treated people in the wrong way. Whatever he did. Now he'll see all this written there and recorded. And he'll get a shock. And he will cry out, Mali hadal kitab, la yughadiru sagheeratan wala kabiratan illa ahsa. This is something which is impossible to really to translate that force of the Quran Sharif and that effect of the Quran Sharif is only in the words that Allah has revealed. There is just some kind of understanding that can be given in some other language. Just some kind of explanation in some way that can be just put in some words in some other language. But those words that are the words of Allah Ta'ala that are revealed in the Qur'an Sharif, there is nothing that can translate that, that force of it and the effect of it. That is only in the words of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is saying that this person on the day of Qiyamah will say, Mali hadal kitab. What is the matter with this book? La yughadiru sagheeratan wala kabira. It hasn't left out any minute detail. It hasn't left out the major things. It didn't leave out anything. Illa ahsaha. It has recorded every single thing. The little gesture that was made to mock somebody. Sometimes a person just makes one gesture. That gesture is meant to mock someone. So now somebody did something or whatever, the person made a mistake. So now two people look at one another and the person just makes some gesture now. Or he just did something. I was giving some kind of indication. I thought, now what I did now? I just guessed it, waved in the air. But now, illa ahsaha, la yuqadiru sagheeratan. If that was done to humiliate someone, that was done to degrade somebody, that has become something that is recorded. And a person will be taken to task of it on the day of Qiyamah. So now he will say, what has happened? All this is recorded here. But there is no delete button on the day of Qiyamah. There is no delete button on the day of Qiyamah. Allah Ta'ala has given us that delete button here now. That is the delete button of Tawbah. Sincere repentance and if it pertains to the rights of people, then we have to fulfill that right. If you have hurt somebody, we have to ask his forgiveness. So in any case, Allah Ta'ala is reminding us every rakat of every salah, Maliki Yawmiddin, Master of the Day of Judgment. And then, Iyaka Na'bud wa Iyaka Nasta'in. Ya Allah, you alone do we worship. And you alone do we seek assistance from. You alone do we worship. What is this ibadat? Just to very briefly, time is already running out. This ibadat, one is a level of obedience, which is the obedience of an employee. Somebody who is working somewhere, is a worker. 
He's an employee. The employee, he asks first, now, what's my task? Okay, your task is that you will be the driver, for example. Okay, fine, that's my job. So now he's got his contract, I'm the driver. So now suddenly the day, someday, now some other need came up, that the place is in a big mess. Now you sweep up the place. He said, no, I'm employed to drive. I'm not employed to sweep the floor here. That's not my job. And then his time is up. I'm employed from 8 to 5. Now it's 5 past 5. That's my time is up. I'm going now. See, but a little bit more. My time is up. You can do what you want now. My time is up. I'm going. But you can't fault him. He's an employee. He's done his work. He's fulfilled his time properly. So that's an, a level of obedience also. But when his time is up, he's over. He's done. Then now you can't force him to do anything else. That job which he's hired for, you can't force him to do something beyond that. He does it, he'll do it, but you can't force him. But then there's a level of obedience of a slave. There was a time when there was slavery. The level of obedience of the slave was that the master, whatever he instructed, whenever he instructed, the slave responded. There was no such thing as, this is not in my contract. There was no contract. The contract is whatever you're told to do. There is no such thing as my time is up because the time is whenever the master has given some instruction. So that slave was a complete slave. He had no choice. Hassan Basiri once bought one slave and came. So those days there was slavery still. So he bought a slave and came. So he brought that slave and came home. He asked him, what's your name? He bought him and just came. asked him, what's your name? So he said, my name? My name is what my master calls me. That's my name. I don't have any name of my own. Okay, very well. What will you eat? So what will I eat? What choice do I have in what I will eat? What the master feeds me is what I will eat. Okay, where will you sleep? He says, where will I will sleep? Wherever the master tells me to sleep, I'll sleep. He asked him one to other questions. Everything he asked him, that's a standard reply. Whatever the master says. Hassan Basid Rahmatullah fell unconscious. He fell unconscious. He might wonder that what happened here? What's so, what's such a thing in this that it made him fall unconscious? When he regained consciousness, people asked him what happened? What was something so uh, strange in whatever the discussion was that it actually made you fall unconscious? He says, this person taught me what it is to be a slave of Allah Ta'ala. That I bought him, but I'm, I didn't create him. I bought him and brought him here as my slave. I didn't create him. I didn't give him his eyes. I didn't give him his hands and feet. I didn't give him his ears. I didn't put the heart in his chest. I didn't do all these things. But I bought him. For that he is now so... He has handed himself to me to such an extent. He said, I don't even have a name. My name is what you call me. He said, Allah Ta'ala created me. Allah Ta'ala blessed me with all this. Allah Ta'ala granted me these hands and feet. Allah Ta'ala gave me these eyes, his ears, his nose, his tongue. Allah Ta'ala grant me the, granted me that heart. Everything Allah Ta'ala blessed me with. And this person is prepared to submit himself in such a manner to me, how much I submitted myself to Allah Ta'ala. That is that aspect of an abd. So one is an employee. This is an abd, this is a slave. That employee also, if he fulfills his time, then he done his time. He did the job. He did the job. You can't fault him on that. 
So he is too also obedient to a level. But now the thing for us to consider is, one is that obedience of that slave, complete submission, totally handing himself over. Then is the aspect of that employee, he is lower down, far lower down. He has got his conditions. I won't work after five. And I won't do anything beyond what's in the contract. So he's also got a level of obedience. But now what is our position in terms of our obedience to Allah Ta'ala? Does it fall in the level of that slave, which it should be? Or is it at least, though it's not acceptable, but to the level of that employee, of that worker, that he's still doing the task? If we consider and look within ourselves, we haven't been even come to the level of that good employee also. That we are not even fulfilling the tasks. We are not even putting in the time correctly. The time is for Salah and the Masjid be somewhere else. So that employee didn't come to work. He's supposed to be there at 8 o'clock. He's coming half past 9. He says, sorry, by you, we're going to dock your wages. Two times, three times now. You First warning, second warning, you carry on now. Imagine Allah Ta'ala said, first warning, you didn't make Fajr. Second warning, you didn't make Fajr. Tomorrow you're not going to get risk. Dog of risk close to you. But Allah Ta'ala's grace. Allah Ta'ala's mercy. Allah Ta'ala gives respite. Allah Ta'ala says no warning yet in that manner. Carry on eating, but look, the day of judgment is coming. Moth is round the corner. You don't know when it will happen. So don't delay till tomorrow. Tomorrow is too far away. So Allah Ta'ala is giving us this reminder all the time. And in every ayat, every rakat of every salah, we are reminding ourselves. We are the total slaves of Allah Ta'ala. We are not employees. We are not workers. We are the creation of Allah Ta'ala. We are His total slaves. Therefore, because we are His slaves, we worship Him alone. And when a person truly gives himself in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, then you alone do we seek help from. And then he receives that help from Allah Ta'ala also. And his greatest need, which he needs to ask every day, every rakat, Allah guide us to the straight path. That is his greatest need. Because if a person considers, if one of us, Allah Ta'ala give us moth on iman, on kamil and total iman, Allah Ta'ala take us in a way that, and a time that he is pleased with us, and we go without anything left to account for. But if that moment has to come tonight, Tomorrow will we need our business, our job, our profession? We won't need it. Will we need our vehicles? We won't need it. Will we need our, all our smart clothing and our branded shoes or whatever? We won't need it. Will we need anything else of the material things of this world? All the wealth of this world? We won't need anything. What we will need? We will need that hidayat. If, and the moment we are leaving, if we haven't got this hidayat, then we got nothing. So that is our greatest need. And nobody knows when that moment will come to leave everything else behind and move on. Then it's only his iman and amal that are going to be of any good to him. So therefore this is his greatest need. And therefore every rakat he keeps begging for this. اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ عَنْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَلْضَالِّينَ Ya Allah, the path of those whom you have favored, not those upon whom your anger has come, neither of those who, you have, who have gone astray. The Surah Al-Fatiha is a very, very comprehensive surah of the Qur'an Sharif. It summarizes the whole Qur'an Sharif. The message of the entire Qur'an Sharif is in Surah Fatiha. And therefore this is something to, that we have to read every day, every rakat, every salah. 
we are reminding ourselves we are nobody, we are nothing. All praise is due to Allah Ta'ala alone. We are His total slaves. Reminding ourselves every day we are the total slaves of Allah Ta'ala. And therefore we have to totally give ourselves into the slavery of Allah Ta'ala. And a slave doesn't have any choice of himself. What Allah Ta'ala wants him to do, he'll do. How Allah Ta'ala wants him to conduct himself, he'll conduct himself. What Allah Ta'ala has forbidden him from, he stops. You don't look at this, he won't look at it. You don't speak in this manner, he won't speak in that manner. You don't go to such a place, he won't go to such a place. Whatever is haram, all that he will stay away from. What Allah Ta'ala wants him to do, he'll be wholeheartedly ready to do it. Allah Ta'ala make us among those who are his true slaves. And make us those who are, whose hearts are filled with his muhabbat and love. So that we don't just do things in the way of like an employee has to force himself to do it. But we do it out of the love of Allah Ta'ala. May Allah Ta'ala grant us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alam.